Hey Gainesville, it's Andy Malden with Papine Realty and one of the sponsors of the WoGNB podcast. I uh, just wanted to say I'm thinking of all of you. I know all of our lives have really been turned upside down. What was important just a short time ago doesn't seem so important now. Uh, priorities have shifted, our behavior has shifted, uh, and times are tough for a lot of us. But I just wanted to say thank you to each and every one of you for supporting the podcast and thank you for supporting the local businesses here in Gainesville and please continue to do so. Um, this is temporary. There's a light at the end of the tunnel and we will all get through this together and stay strong together. Be safe, be healthy, and God bless. You are listening to WHOA Podcast coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast of the Coronavirus Sessions. Just to remind everybody what we're doing every weekday, we're going to be bringing you a half hour episode, um, really talking with business leaders, business professionals, community leaders, I mean, everybody within the Gainesville community, just to kind of talk and see how we're navigating this virus. And again, our goal is to make sure that we get more companies through this thing, we save more jobs, and we all come out the other end much better for it. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to get into it. But before we do, I want to introduce my man, the co-host, Michael Dees. What is up? I like your G&B B-I-Z shirt, bro. That's right. And you can you can buy these and help support this podcast, which is really cool. WoGNB.com. Go to the shop. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm told today is Friday. I don't really know what that means anymore. <laughs> it's not yeah, like, I mean, you know. <laughs> today we're recording is Friday. I don't know when this is going to go out, but. Yeah. But uh, I'm doing good. Yesterday, I got like a, the first scooter sale. I feel like I've gotten in like, I don't know, 2020. That's not true. But like, it's been weeks. Uh, we did that by appointment. So that was good. I was able to help somebody that's actually, a, you know, deemed an essential, an essential employee. Uh, that's his primary transportation. So it was kind of cool to be able to help out that way and, and get some business for us. But other than that, were you able along. to keep your were you able to keep your social distance during the scooter sale? You were like, you stay over there. I'll stay over here. Like, how did you manage that? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, it was a, a bang, bang sale anyway. Like I didn't like leave the paperwork, you know, cause after with paperwork, it's like, you got to make sure you know exactly where to sign. And and the risk is, you know, if they don't sign in the exact place that you screw everything up. So I didn't, I didn't go so far as to, uh, you know, put the paper paperwork in a lockbox or anything and send it to them. <laughs> but we, we kept limited contact. It was, it was good. Right, right on. Well, I think we're going to see a lot more of that process going digital in the near future. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how how we evolve. And I know that we were looking at DocuSign. I guess I got some other things to look into when it comes to that stuff. But um, before we really get into the episode, I want to thank our sponsors. Of course, like we can't do this without sponsorship, you guys. Um, and if you're interested in being a sponsor, we're offering really, really low, you know, sponsorship deals right now just because we want it to support our local Gainesville businesses out there. So if you're a local Gainesville business and want to get a uh, sponsorship on our podcast, definitely reach out to me directly, Colin at repaintthewall.com. Um, and today's, uh, today's sponsor is our man, Andy Malden, man. Dude, not only does he sponsor the open bar on episode <laughs> 100, which got me like super toasty in that episode. Uh, if you haven't checked out episode 100, make sure you, our first mastermind session, if you will, where we had six realtors and, uh, it was, it was, uh, a, a little interesting. It, it quickly went from being our podcast to being their podcast. <laughs> right. Uh, but I, just uh, love, but that, it, I love that Andy's going to be the guy that he's forever. He's going to be the guy that sponsored the, the open bar at the podcast. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, dude. He, he came, he came out with the good stuff too. Like 14 year old right. 
scotch whiskey. I mean, everything, man. Um, but you guys, Andy is an ACR, like grew up in Gainesville um, and, you know, knows Gainesville like the back of his hand. It can help you with residential, commercial, investment, real estate. Um, definitely give him a shout. Um, if you're looking to buy or sell a home, he is the one, man. Check him out. The best way to connect with him, which is really like awesome, I think, is through Instagram. So go to Instagram and connect with him at Andy Malden Realtor. That's A-N-D-Y-M-A-U-L-D-I-N Realtor on Instagram. Love you, bro. Thanks for your support. So today on the show, we have my friend Jim Harrison of Meta Visual. Jim, before we get into this, you know, we definitely want to talk about coronavirus. And really, you know, I know that you're going to bring this whole creative aspect to it, which I'm like super juiced and pumped about. Um, Before we do that, like, let's just talk about, like, just tell everybody what you do. Give a give a give a one minute pitch of what you do, if you will. Yeah, sure. Happy to do that. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And, yeah, man, excited. Uh, you know, I've been in Gainesville as a creative professional for almost thirty years now, and so I've kind of gone round and round about how I describe what I do to people. And I, and I, I was just reading a book called the um, The Creative Roller Coaster by a guy named um, Nick Udall, and he he used a phrase that I thought, oh, that's really good. It's just a creative catalyst, right? The idea that, you know, someone who's a creative professional who's kind of operated at many different levels across, you know, advertising and entrepreneurship and graphic design and and design thinking. And just what I do is I help people unlock their creative potential Um, through my experience and my expertise. You know, I I, I lead teams and organizations and companies and clients, you know, to, to, to help realize that there's a ton of potential creatively in their on their side of the fence as well as on mine. And so I just, I like to spark ideas. I'm an idea guy. Um, and that's, that's kind of what I do. So MetaVisual uh, is my design studio and my design consultancy uh, where I work with clients to, to build brands and build visual systems and work on strategic communications. Uh, but I also do a lot of coaching, a lot of workshopping, a lot of speaking as well. So it's technically, I guess, more of a consultancy than anything else, but. Very good. So, I mean, why don't you tell us how this, how this thing has affected you? I mean, now, now we're a couple of weeks in, you know, everybody's on lockdown, everybody's at home. Yeah. I mean, how's that affected your business? What, what, sure. what have you had to change uh, in the, in these recent weeks? Well, you know, I mean, I'll go back just a little bit, you know, I, I founded MetaVisual in 2007, right? right before the Great Recession. So like my timing could not have been any better back then, right? And I decided late last year that 2020 was gonna be the year that I took my expertise and I was starting to get more demand for my, my time as a trainer and as a consultant and as a facilitator, a design thinker and, and a speaker. And so I thought, you know, I really need to lean into that pretty hard. So I'm gonna make 2020 all about traveling and speaking and, <laughs> and so, you know, my, my two big forays into sort of starting my business and pivoting my business could not have come at <laughs> the worst possible moment, which is a really great lesson to learn, right? You know, I mean, the, like my, you know, everyone's quoting the Mike Tyson quote, like everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth, right? And, That's it's right. How, it's how you sort of sort out how to adjust and get around uh, um, the challenges that you face that really kind of test your mettle, you know, creatively and, 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 and force you to think laterally and, and shift your thinking. Yeah. Uh, so the hard, the hard is, part about that though, is like everybody's goals at, in December and January were like, yeah, 2020 is going to be our year. We're going to crush this. We're going to do this. Like, here's the plan. 
word of the year is frictionless. <laughs> our, frictionless is our word of the year. I mean, we had like all this big stuff. And then like in 15 seconds, it's like, okay, guys, new plan. Uh, let's just see if we can actually get to the end of the year. <laughs> let's just, like, let's just, let's just survive. February 15th, everyone's filing for, you know, you know, a refund on the year. Yeah. You know, <laughs> how it's affected me, you know, just yesterday, as a matter of fact, I was reaching out to all my former uh, graphic design students. I, for about a decade, plus or minus, I taught upper division graphic design at the university. Um, and, you know, got several hundred students that I've dealt with, but, but really a core group of my former graphic design students. And yesterday, I just realized, you know, I need to start reaching out to them and, and, and touching base. I, I promised them all when they graduated. Each class, I spent a year with them, and I, and I promised each and every one of them, I'll always be here for you, I'll always be a resource for you, and if you reach out to me, I'll help you in any way that I possibly can. I thought, this is a good time for me to remind myself of that promise, right? So I started reaching out to them yesterday. Some of them are being are wildly successful, some of them are doing great, some of them have been laid off or furloughed, some are struggling, some are freelancing and aren't sure, you know? They just wanna hear that it's gonna be okay. So your question about how it's affected me, um, is a really sort of, it's not a cautionary tale, but it's one that says, hey, we're, we're all in this together. It doesn't matter if you've done it for 30 years like me, or if you graduated last year and you're just trying to sort out like how to be a creative professional and you're dealing with this upheaval. This is a, 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 this is a falling tide that, that causes everyone to reassess where they are. And it doesn't matter how experienced or how you know, talented you are and how you know, many clients you have or where you're at in your career everyone's pivoting. Everyone's saying, Hey, how can this, um, how can I make the best of this? Right? So how it's affected me? Yeah. I don't have a whole lot of work going on. I mean, I've got work that I'm, I'm, I'm pursuing and I've got work that I'm finishing up and wrapping up. I've got a handful of clients and a handful of jobs, um, that are on my plate right now, but I do hear the crickets chirping off in the distance and I do see that road heading off into a horizon that isn't populated with a whole lot of uh, activity just like everybody else. And so, you know, the, the, you know, as I teach this stuff to other people, I'm saying to myself constantly, Hey, time to, to walk the walk that you, and do the things that you tell other people to do, like make the most of challenges, make the most of opportunities, make the most of downtime, you know, reinvest in yourself so that you can grow when you have time to, to, to do these things. Right. And, um, I was reminded Many, many years ago, I did a, um, a campaign brochure um, for a local engineer, a, a geological engineering company here in Gainesville. And the, the visual motif for this, this, this eight or 12 page brochure was an enormous boulder resting in your path, the problem in front of you. Right. And so we did photo shoots where we put a ladder up against the boulder because you can climb over it. And we, we, we wrapped chains around it and had a hoist so that you could lift the boulder out of your way. And we had a detour sign so that you could understand how to go. They were all visual metaphors for how to get around your problems. And what I started teaching years ago is that if you do those things, you still leave the boulder in the road. That problem still exists. Right. Why not take the problem and turn it into part of the solution? Because then you make the boulder an asset, right? You, turn, you transform the problem into an asset that, asset that differentiates you or, or, or positions you differently or, or, or sets you apart in a way that gives you a competitive advantage that you didn't have before. And, you know, I think it's so easy to be 
down when problems come, right? And, and, and uh, you know, watching the, the cast yesterday, you guys had a great time, you know, the, the continuing forward with confidence, right? Um, and, and, and John Spence mentioned the emotional cycles of, of, of grief, right? And, you know, it's easy to, to get bogged down in a cycle of grief, but when you can recover and get yourself in a positive mindset, it's, it can be super creative and super productive to say, hmm, if that wasn't a problem and it wasn't in, in it and it was an advantage instead of a problem, what would that look like? Let, let me try to imagine a world where that boulder in my road is actually something that gives me some huge advantage over my competition. And it's not always an easy question to answer. And sometimes you have to really work at it, right? Um, but that's part of the positive mindset, like a builder's mindset, an entrepreneur's mindset to say, it doesn't have to be that way. I'm not going to be constrained by those rules or those challenges or those problems. I'm going to let those things define how I get a leg up, you know, on, on my competition. So I think a lot of people um, could really benefit during this time when they've got a, a lot of time on their hands, be an enormous challenge in front of them. Right. And see in the back of their mind thinking, I know I need to invest back into my company. I know I need to invest that time back into sorting out, all the things in my business that what Colin, you know, that you put them on the shelf and you say, you know, I'm going to get to that someday. Um, I, I know that I need to, to take care of my brand, but right now I need to take care of my customers. And so, so these things um, I'm going to set here, but I'm going to make a note to come back to them soon. And what happens months and months and weeks and months go by and you haven't taken care of some of your own business that can really be a benefit to you. We all have the wealth of that time right now. We're all super wealthy with, with the most valuable resource that human beings have, which is time. So there's never been a better time for businesses to pull all those things off the shelf and say, now it's time to focus on us. What are we going to do? How are we going to change? How are we going to differentiate ourselves? How are we going to grow ourselves and grow our business out of this problem? Um, and in most economic downturns, right, the conversation is, if we do the hard work now, we'll be able to leverage more momentum when the gates reopen than our competitors who are sitting flat-footed, right? Which is this really cool um, um, argument that, that in marketing and communications, like strategic communications and advertising and design, you know, my world, we're the canaries in the coal mine because the first things that die are marketing budgets. And the first things that get chopped are advertising budgets, you know? advertisers and the media companies took any no I mean like if you want to really wrap your head around how much this hurts ask a media company how much of their advertising from their third-party clients got canceled 100% like full stop cancel the contracts we're opting out of our six million dollar ad placement right I can't imagine the folks you know like over at Cox media or you know some of the media properties here in town who are just underwater already, right? So we've always been the canaries in the coal mine, you know, for, from the creative standpoint, advertising, marketing. Um, and our budgets get killed first, right? And we, what, what do we tell our clients? What we always say to them is, if you resist the, or if you are able to resist the urge, the strong urge to cancel and save all that money now, and actually double down, maybe not double down, but but stay on that path to marketing yourself during an economic downturn, not selling yourself in a cheap and, and, and 
awkward and inappropriate way, but, but market your services and, 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 and let the community know what you do, then you're actually going to be able to build your momentum during an economic downturn that becomes an enormous advantage. You know, when, when, this, when this thing, when we get through this and, and the world and our country and our communities start to say, hey, how can I connect with the people and how can I get back on this, you know, there's going to be such an upswell of desire to do business that it's going to be crazy. And the brands and the companies that have built that momentum during the downturn are going to be quickest out of the gates. They're going to take that, that lead right away and put themselves in a real great position to be, uh, uh, to, to, to win, you know, as, as we turn past this thing. Yeah, dude, that, there was a lot there. <laughs> that was great. I mean, it's, it's funny. I mean, you, even when you were talking about, you know, cost communications and people cutting their marketing budgets, not only that, but they're, they're even feeling the, the hit from, you know, no sports, you know, like think about like March madness and like the impact uh, you know, from an advertising standpoint, not, I mean, sure there was millions of dollars lost in just revenue from the events themselves, but like even from an ad standpoint, those commercials are gone. Right. Um, I mean, it's just, it's incredible. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, now, now is the time to, to build brand. I mean, to build that awareness. I mean, there's just so much time and to invest in it. And just hearing you talk about like the things of all the stuff that we put on the shelf, for later, you know, I'm like, I'm like looking at my ClickUp cards, you know, we use ClickUp, which is like Asana, or like, you know, a task management system, mm. and like all the things where I have to go back and I like change the due date to like, you know, it's like, oh, the due date comes and then I change it to 30 right. days later, right? And you just keep changing the due date until it's like three years, three years buried. And you're like, oh, like, well, maybe, maybe, only- I, maybe I'll take that back and like work on that now that we have. <laughs> So, so, so for, for, and, and I use Trello, you know, the same, same sort of thing, right? You've got that one column, that one group of tasks that are all the, like the internal business that we need to, to do on a, on a rainy day when we have time. And the only task work that you do with that group is changing the, the due dates and pushing them forward into the future. Well, now that is flipped, right? Now all the client work and all the business work has become so small and reduced because of this crisis that now we've got nothing but time to invest in the things that, uh, that we've always <laughs> known you know, deep down that we need to, uh, to, to, to get to work on. You know what I'm excited about? And, and I think this is, <clears throat> excuse me, I think this is going to be the case with many businesses is, um, you know, of course you hear all these words and it's very commonplace, you know, like evolve and adapt and like, yeah, sure. Like, I mean, evolve or die. Like we say it a million times on our podcast. Um, but what's going to be interesting is the, the businesses or the, the adaptations that are completely out of the ordinary for that type of business. You know, I think some of the discussions that, you know, even if we have in our, in our business, I think there's potential for something for a new seed to come out of that for a a new thing to blossom that, that had never, um, would never, never would have if it hadn't been for the circumstances. And, uh, you know, I get, I get excited about, you know, that kind of stuff and just seeing, you know, what businesses, what businesses, come up with unique innovations and, and which ones stick once this thing is, you know, over. One of the most enjoyable techniques and, and, and um, things that I run in workshops and, 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 and teach, I have the most fun when I can help people understand that you, by taking what you assume are your limitations or your rules, 
right? Around your business or your industry or whatever it is that you're doing. If you take those assumptions and you turn them into what if statements, you can really take the nature of your business, right? The, the narrow nature of what you do, broaden it out to include the things that you never thought you could do or that are rules that you don't want to break. Start building stories in your own mind about what would happen if you broke those rules and went in those directions, right? And you can turn perceived limitations into opportunities. You know, I mean, it's, it's literally, I mean, the story of blockbuster inspiring Netflix is so ubiquitous, right? But that's all it is. What if you didn't have to pay a late fee, right? What if you wanted to be a keynote speaker that never traveled? What would that look like? By, by, you know, what if you wanted to do a podcast that um, was all about, you know, blank, you know, whatever the things that you guys have been thinking about, right? Whatever your limitations are, if you build some what if statements and then challenge yourself to think creatively about what that world would look like if it did work that way, um, you'd be amazed at the pretty incredible wealth of ideation that you can engage in just by saying, Hey, what if you didn't have to buy your tickets at a counter to get a movie, right? You buy them online. What if you didn't have to buy a ticket to get a movie? Oh, well, then you get a movie subscription, right? What if you didn't, um, what, if you, what if you didn't have to buy your concessions outside? What if you could buy your concessions in a, in a wall unit that was in the theater so you didn't have to miss the, the key scene? You could walk over quietly, get your bucket of popcorn, sit back down, right? I mean... It's, it's such a simple exercise, but it, it's, it's one of those things that cracks open a world, a world of ideas, right? I like uh, that too, because you are, uh, one, it's, the, you have this like positive what if statement. Mm -hmm. I think that, I think that what's, like, what's difficult sometimes, and this is, this is where I've been in the last week, I'm just being completely transparent. Um, you know, I've been in a place of, okay, what, what if there's no football season? What if school doesn't start back in August? What, you know, and so I go into this negative thought process of like, what if, you know, those, those type of what ifs, like yeah. all, you know, my, my, those ones have been completely negative. Whereas like everything that you're saying is completely positive yeah. and is like really forcing you to kind of think outside of the box. And um, if, if you imagine that the world around us is an enormous learning library, where you can look at other things in the world and learn from them to help improve your business. All you really need to do is get comfortable with the idea and get, get um, practice at the idea of sort of analogical thinking, right? It doesn't have to be a one-to-one -one perfect, you know, you don't need to find another podcaster somewhere who's done what you're looking to do. You need to find someone who's done something similar to a situation you might find yourself in. Okay. So let's do it for you for just a second. Let's, let's do it. Okay. So, what do I do? What does my podcast look like in a world where my kids never go back to school or my kids spend the next two years out of school? Okay. That's going to impact my ability to run my podcast a great deal. Okay. And we're, we're making a lot of assumptions here, but let's just say that that's one negative situation. How do you turn that into a positive? Then you, what you do is you say, let me look out into the world and find something where, let me find a situation where someone has leveraged uh, time with their children to enhance their brand or to enhance, you know, whatever, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is Steve Irwin, right? Steve Irwin took his kids, put his kids in the background, let his kids grow up learning about what he did, put his kids in front of his audience. Right. And it somehow turned into this like synergy around like the, the legacy of passing on respect for the natural world from one generation to the next. Now that has nothing to do with what you do, right? It has nothing to do at all. 
but it's a lesson in the world that could spur you to reverse engineer something like, okay, then the next question is, is what would my podcast look like if my kids were on it? What would my podcast look like if my, if our kids, right? Not just you, what if our kids participated in it? We're doing that by the way. Yeah. Right. What what would our, what would our podcast look like if a constant theme was the people that we talk to and the legacy they're trying to build with their children? Right. All it really, and and none of those things are right answers. And none of those things are like, you know, gold mines that are going to revolutionize your brand until you really say there's something there. Let's, let's talk that through or let's, let's build that out. Right. So there's there's so much opportunity. And I really, really uh, loved what Brandon West had to say yesterday um, on that, on that webcast. He said, don't waste the pandemic. Right. That's just a bold statement. Right. Yeah. We don't want to close our eyes and push a button and wake up in three or six months and be past it. Right. He's saying, no, 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 no. You've got this opportunity. Don't waste it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And, you know, I I think that there's there's four. I don't know. How how are we doing on time? We got time to to keep talking about this stuff? Yeah, we got about five minutes. Definitely want to get one uh, one of Mike's questions in for sure, though. (laughs) I've seen him. I've seen him writing over there. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, I was going to let you finish your thought. No, that's all right. I can come back to it. Okay, right on. No, so I, to be honest, it's, it's rare that I get backseated like this, but I am sitting here just like my head spinning with everything that you're saying. Uh, just a lot of a lot of inspiration, a lot of like get back to work kind of mentality. But um, no, I was just going to ask, like, I, I think the saying is um, it takes about six weeks for, for um, tasks that you're doing daily to become a habit. Um, is there... Is there anything from this either that you're executing on the personal side, the business side, or that you're seeing out in the world that, that you're kind of excited is going to become habit or that you're hoping becomes habit? Mm. I mean, I don't know that it relates exactly to what I do on a day-to-day basis, but I, I'm starting to formulate this dream in my mind that what we're learning is that the world is not going to come to an end when we disconnect as a world when we disconnect, right? I think it would be super cool if society, the world learned that maybe we need to do this more often. Maybe as we learn to work from home, maybe as we learn to deal with the fact that our kids can be at home and still learn and all these things that we're grappling with right now, if we come out the other side and go, it, it might not be a bad idea to do this every couple of years or every year. You know, like what if we took the month of March off? Every, what if the world shut down, not to an economic detriment, but what if we took the best of the opportunities that we're going to realize later in hindsight and said, we need to do that more. We need to, like maybe March becomes a family, everyone comes together time. And maybe we disconnect from our digital devices. Maybe, you know I mean? Like some, some positive benefit that comes out of this, right? So that's a habit that I would love to see, you know, worldwide on, on a more personal level though, with regard to what I actually do, I think that there's amazing opportunity to, with this wealth of time that we all have, right. To engage in some of the habitual behavior that actually enhances your creativity. Right. So we talked a lot about momentum and that's kind of paradoxical. We think we're losing momentum right now because the world is spinning down. 
but it's actually a time where brands and companies can, can build momentum, right? We've already spent a lot of time talking about that. But there are some other things that you can do that are great habits, okay? And here's the first one that's probably the most, um, probably the biggest one, okay? There's this concept of freshness, you know, and Steve Jobs talked about creativity is just connecting things. And the people that are really connect, are really uh, creative are just able to have enough life experiences to connect more dots than the next person. And the more dots you can connect to kind of form and spark new ideas, the, the more creative you can be, right? What that requires is the raw material of freshness in your life. That means not routines, not habits, uh, uh, systems and, 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 and ways of doing things, right? Um, if you can simply take a different route to work, right? We're not all going to work right now, but let's just, let's assume like the day to day. You read a different magazine this week. You listen to a different radio station. You pull up those podcasts that you've been waiting to hear and, and, and listen to them for the first time. You, you talk to somebody new. You, if you can habitually begin to introduce new inputs into your brain, those are just dots waiting to be connected later. You never know. Six weeks, six hours, six months, six years, you might be able to spark an idea and see something in a way that no one's ever seen it before, right? A lot of people define creativity as seeing the world that everyone sees and noticing something no one's never noticed before, right? Again, just connecting the dots. And the more of your life that you can turn into opportunities for fresh input, right, is, is enormously important. And the most creative people in the world want to soak in as much as they possibly can because all they're really doing is stocking um, what my friend uh, Duncan Wardle, uh, former VP of Disney for creativity, calls the, the kitchen pantry of your mind, right? If you do the same things every day in the same ways, you've got rice and beans and a couple of spices in your pantry and you're always making rice and beans, right? With some mild variations. But the more experiences you put into that pantry of your mind, when you're faced with a tough challenge or a tough issue or, or an opportunity and you need to spark some fresh new thinking about that, the more raw material you've got to draw on, the, the, the better off you're going to be. The higher your chances of being able to see something and, and notice something that no one's ever seen before and turn it into something um, productive, and, excuse me, and valuable. That's great. I, I'm going to be re replaying this episode back so many times. This has been like just such such great content. It's good, man. I mean, so we had we had Jim scheduled to come into the studio, and because of the virus, we had to kind of change things up a little bit. But I appreciate your flexibility, man. We're we're gonna make that studio time happen too, because <laughs> I, I want to do I want to do an hour conversation. Yeah. And dive dive deeper into a lot of this because. Uh, like I, I'll be honest, I, I haven't gotten my fill here yet. <laughs> you know, I, mean? I can just like I can keep going and keep going. And keep yeah, going. yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, so so I look forward to when we can uh, be within six feet of each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You'll be cool. Uh, we could do a uh, we could do a live strategy session. Like we could talk about things all day long, but let's bring a challenge in and we can workshop it a little bit and talk it through and like start to sort of like sink our teeth into it. And I think that people could get a lot from just kind of seeing how, you know, the ideation and the generation of, of fresh thinking kind of happens. Yeah. yeah I love it. We'll fun. definitely do that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. All right. I'd be all about it. So cool. So cool. We'll definitely make that happen. Um, thanks for your time, man. Really appreciate it. Here's a, here's a fresh idea. Yeah. You turn that into a sponsorship opportunity. Find a sponsor and say, here's what we're going to do. 
We're going to take your business. We're going to take a challenge in a, in a, that you're facing your business. You come in, you're actually going to be a sponsor slash guest. We're going to have Jim come in and we're just going to talk about how to be creative about things like what you're dealing with. And it's going to help a lot of people that are in similar situations. I like it. Fun. See? That'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. So, Boom, cool, man. man. <laughs> awesome. Well, well, we'll definitely follow up with you on that. Um, just so our audience can connect with you or do business with you, where should they reach out? Absolutely. So first, my email is metavisual, that's M-E-T-A-V-I-S-U-A-L, Jim, no punctuation, metavisualgym at gmail.com. And my website just has a hyphen in it, M-E-T-A hyphen visual dot com and there's a form where you can reach out and contact me there and i'm happy to help right now what i'm doing is anyone in my network anyone in the gainesville community because i've invested so much of my career in in, in um, celebrating gainesville and all it has to offer i'm giving free strategy work to anybody who needs it right now anybody in the community so if you're one of those people that's asking how might we do this how in the world are we going to do that what opportunities exist and you just need that objective sounding board, someone who can kind of facilitate the conversation for you and help kind of spur and spark and be a, a creative catalyst. I'm happy to do that for anybody at this point. That's awesome, man. Thanks for doing that. Hey, yeah. my thanks for having me guys. It was a real, it was a real fun time. Let's do it again. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. I can't wait All till right. the next time. All so right. Gainesville, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Definitely look for these every weekdays. Uh, every weekday at 12 p.m. And, uh, you know, if, look, we're looking for support, too. We're trying to fund these things. It, like like Mike said, definitely, uh, you know, go buy one of our shirts. Um, you know, if you're interested in being a sponsor, reach out. And if you just want to make a donation, we'd appreciate that. You can just Venmo me directly at Colin Austin, C-O-L-L-I-N-A-U-S-T-I-N. Um, we're grateful for any support, and we hope that you guys found this valuable. At the very least, leave us a review. Tell people, share it with somebody. Um, we would really appreciate that as well. So Gainesville family, we love you. Stay safe, stay strong. We're going to get through this. This is the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. Give me your best whoa, fellas. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you later, guys. Bye.